Eat Yourself Better podcast is brought to Today you on the show. I, it's just the body just functions better, thinks better, makes better decisions when I've got that calmness to me. So back then when, we, you know, I was learning the lines on the back of DVD covers and stuff, I was like, how do I do this? How do I do this? And now I try and do it all from the place of calm. It's Aussie actor Nikki Whelan. Nikki and Kate have known each other since they were kids. So I'm going to let Kate do the intro. You may know Nikki as an Australian actress and model. Uh, she was on Neighbours many years ago as Pepper. And since then, she's been on a million and one things, everything from Foxies and Beyond the Boundary, Melbourne Women, and in the most recent decade, I guess she's been overseas working in LA, in Hollywood, and had a very interesting life over there in heaps of shows. And we're going to chat to her about everything that's going on in LA and um one of my favourites was Hall Pass and Nikki is a very good friend of mine. We've known each other 25 years and we're so excited that she's online live from LA. Hey, Nikki. Okay, wait, so it's Jada, 25 years. That means we've been hanging out since we were five, right? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're doing there. Right? Oh, that's so true. Yeah. You look like a bloody teenager in half your movies anyway. Oh, so. thank you very much. It's not like that in the real thing, but, yeah, thanks. I feel like, wait, Scott, last time you were doing a wonderful charity event when I was in Melbourne, I came along. It was super early in the morning. I was half asleep, but we rallied up the road. <laughs> yes. You're always, even on a Sunday morning, you're doing something. I love it. Sunday's my favourite morning. I love Sundays, actually. <laughs> you're so yeah, so that, And so what gets you up in the morning? What's your daily routine over in Hollywood? What are you up to? Hey. Well, it's particularly in this time now when we've all been in quarantine, I'm a huge meditator, Kate, which I don't know if you and I have spoken about personally before, no. but I'm really into meditation and I've done it for a couple of years and I always talk about it and I started off five minutes and now I go up to, in this, especially this time, I go up to doing almost two hours of meditation a day, which wow. seems a lot. Um, mm. I also am not married. I don't have children and I'm not working right now, so I have the time to do that. So I don't have any excuses not to. But my mornings usually consist of coffee, take mm -hmm. my dog yes. out to the bathroom, and a, as long as I can meditate for, I will. That is a morning for me. And when I'm filming with really, really early call times, which can be anywhere from 3 a.m. to 5 a.m., I would do about a 10 to 15-minute meditation. I just think it's it's set for the day for me. And even if it's not productive, even if there's just noise in my meditation, it's the fact that I stopped and did it. It, it just it changes everything. So that's a, um, wow. a morning for me. <laughs> that, I love that because I, I remember when you were about 16 or 17 watching you pick up the back of a DVD cover and actually they are probably VHS back then and oh you would try and memorise the whole blurb and repeat it to try and practice learning lines and that's something oh I've always God. remembered yeah because <laughs> every single that. time I have to remember something I'm like how the hell does Nikki do this I absolutely struggle and the only way I can do it is like I have to do my own interpretation of it I can't do it line for line so it would kill me I look at what you do and I go how do you remember that but maybe that calming of the mind is setting you up you know to get your head in the right space yeah, it's funny. Some people run off adrenaline and I think a lot of my life I ran off adrenaline, but eventually you burn out. And as a woman with hormones and all this craziness and this roller coaster of a life I live, it's just not sustainable. And I brought meditation to my life a couple of years ago and it's really been a game changer because it's 
everything I do comes from just a truly, it's probably one of the only healthy things I do. And it comes, it sort of sets the foundation for a lot of stuff that I do. I just, I can run onto something and be filled with adrenaline, but the quality of what I'm doing just doesn't compare to when I've done an hour of meditation and I come in with a sense of, I, it's just the body just functions better, thinks better, makes better decisions when I've got that calmness to me. So, yeah, I mean, most of my life back then when, we, you know, I was learning the lines on the back of DVD covers and stuff, I was like, how do I do this? How do I, how do I, da, 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 da. and now I try and do everything. I try being the operative word <laughs> to do it mm. all from a place of calm. It just, the results are better. And I think that's just come with age and time and burning myself out. I had no choice, you know? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people listening would love to hear what it's like on a set whether it's tv whether it's movies and the kind of personalities and the kind of stuff that goes on around the set and particularly you know around um around getting ready because it's a pressure situation you know you're you're there to do a role and you're there to be vulnerable as an actress and and it's yeah. um, and it's kind of a strange feeling i imagine for for you guys yeah, I think every single person has their own process on how they show up to set and everybody's got their life outside of set. So, you know, I think being Australian and growing up and working on TV there first and doing Neighbours and things like that, I got an incredibly good start out of how to work basically from nothing and, you know, the thing I like about Australians' work ethic is we're pretty hardcore and we go in and we work hard and we play hard and we know. So I've been able to bring that over here. So I really leave my stuff out of it when I come to set my personal life. I come, I'm focused, I'm always on time. Punctuality is a huge thing. Movie sets cost hundreds and thousands of dollars a day. And if you're a lead actor or an actor in that movie, if you're 10 minutes late to set, you've cost everyone a lot of money. Punctuality is a huge one. Whatever your process is, showing up. I mean, yeah, you need to show up vulnerable every day as an actor and be able to give us. But some mornings it is tough. Some mornings you don't feel like crying. You're in a great mood. You don't want to go to set and scream and cry. I just did a movie called Trauma Center with Bruce Willis, an action movie. Wow. Um, that came out last year and it was night shoots for two weeks in a crazy hospital and I had to scream and cry from like five in the afternoon till five in the morning Jeepers. and it's <laughs> not a, you don't want to do that every day like you yeah. don't you get to say mm. like, I don't want to do I don't want to play today yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you've got to remember yeah. that's your job so I think it's the um you've got to have your your own system but it's no joke when you're the lead in a movie there's no room to mess around there's a lot of people on set up to 150 people relying on you to show up so you can look at it as pressure, um, but like we said earlier about meditation, showing up calm. Um, I think, you know, I believe that you, when you have a calm heart, I know this sounds very energetic and LA of me, but your heart <laughs> and your energy coming out will affect everyone around you. And it helps mm. It helps set a vibe. It helps set a, an energy on set. And I really, as a lead, whenever I'm in movies, I, I feel that that's my responsibility to set that vibe and energy. I like to do that. Um, yeah. So it's a practice, but that's taken years to get there. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so, it doesn't mean it, it doesn't matter if it sounds LA or whatever you call it, and people might go, "Oh, that sounds a bit whatever." It doesn't matter. But if you do it, and if you're around someone who is actually being kind and warm-hearted, and like you say, expelling this sort of energy, you you can't help but feel it. So there, it, there might not be a name for it, but um, <laughs> there is something. There is. There's something like a responsibility. Yeah, yeah, there's a responsibility when you show mm. up. Any all every person that's involved in the movie, they show up. And we're all trying to put something together and make magic. And I just think it's our responsibility to show up. That's my job. That's what I do. So, there's a yeah, there's a practice I do before I walk into any sort of movie set. 
it's a big responsibility and a lot of money and that's just having a good head on your shoulders, I think, you know, discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that authenticity that you bring with you, even from a teenager since we've known each other, you're oh. always there and you're, but you're just you. And I, I guess I've just never seen someone just always turned on as them all the time. A lot of people try to be someone else when they're around different people um, and they're not true to themselves and that's something that, I think you've just mastered to the core. There's you don't change, and you know last time it wasn't last time. The time before that I saw you, you're in your your moccasins, you're out at the, the floor and fauna park and patting kangaroos, and you know, and I was there with my kids and yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Listen, if I'm not working, you'll see me in my moccasins for sure. Like, um, but you're just real- you. Oh, you're just you. Well, I must um, say, you've also been the same since we've I've known you. You've always had this clean, unbelievable, driven energy. And, you know, I feel like our group of friends were really motivated like that. I think we had a really good gang, you know, mm-hmm. growing up. Um, and the way we've all gone off and lived our lives has sort of been an example of that. But the authenticity is, you're right, Kate, is it's it's crucial because so many people smell bullshit. And I'm in a place where it's just filled with that constantly. Yes. <laughs> we get away with it, but there's always someone that's like, I'm calling you. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just doesn't. And I think people need especially now how overexposed we are if you're faking it or something's off people can feel it mm-hmm. they can literally feel it in their skin and it just doesn't sell so you've got to show up and be pretty honest and sincere and I think there's also I mean that's a whole nother conversation but there's a lot of beauty in that as well yeah mm-hmm. and so we talked a little bit about the, before this call about Instagram and what what does that mean for you and I mean, there's a lot of people out there trying to make a career out of purely just Instagram. They're not actually actresses. They're not someone who is in the limelight for any particular reason, but they've chosen a career during their studies or high school that is just to be, you know, forward and present somewhere online doing whatever they're doing. What? How do you feel about social media? I mean, I'm 50-50 with it because half of it is incredibly beneficial, amazing. It's given, there are so many brilliant, talented people in the world that never get seen. Instagram, Twitter, all this stuff gives them a platform to finally be seen. People are able to work because of these platforms now. People are able to be seen, found. Um, It's there's so, and you can sp- look when any disasters and things happen in the world, run money can be raised, people can be, access can be given through all these social media outlets. But the other side of it is the crappy side of it, the bullshit of it, and the um, I can't imagine being a teenager skater when we were kids growing up. Oh. I mean, can you imagine having how many followers you got? You know, and all my friends' kids over here that are in their teens struggle with it, friends and following mm. and this and that. And it's um, so there's this, it's just two sides. The pressure to it, as well. It's how you choose to use it. I mean, I, my, I mean, if you speak to me and know me personally, yeah, I walk around most of the time so feral, but if you look at my Instagram, I, <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> I mean, it's always flashy and in bikinis and oh my God, but you know, I'm trying to sell a product here guys yeah, sure. <laughs> I, look i just need a call out you are the most genetically blessed person on the planet along with your whole family people haven't seen your beautiful sister uh, your beautiful sister and her Baby. two children as well i've just katie and her kids are the most stunning human beings and i just look at your family and look I, i've got another a girl i know you know the hendersons but i look at them and their family as well and i'm like there's just families with 
unbelievable genes where any baby that comes out is just a perfect specimen. And so I, I think Aww. you've never had a bad day in your life because you Aww. do oh, on, you know, how you look. And obviously that's that's something people think, oh, if you look like that, you can't have a bad day. And that's actually <laughs> bullshit. But, um, yeah. Well, it's funny. There is a whole, you know, and we spoke before this skater and we both were talking about this is, you know, the way people look and how you're born and all this sort of stuff. I, you know, my mum and dad are skinny people. They're little skinny people. So the chances of me ever being obese or overweight are quite slim. And no matter, regardless of what I eat, I tend to not get over, too big. I can put on weight and be 10, 15 pounds heavier. But, you, you know, I still am one of those people that can eat whatever I want and I don't tend to get that so to speak Mm. so yeah genetically which I think plays a huge role in people's lives but certainly you know another thing we discussed was people go to me it's so funny when I'm really really stressed out um, I tend to just automatically lose weight it doesn't matter what I do how much I'm eating if I'm highly stressed going through a breakup Mm. or something bad's in my life my body will drop weight and it's funny because I'll post pictures and I'll have hundreds of people write to me and say, God, you look amazing. What did you do? And I said, the truth is, guys, I've been highly stressed and I haven't eaten. And I tend, I have a good body frame because of my mum and dad. So, yeah, you all think I'm running at the gym every morning and I'm eating vegetables and Mm. fruit. It's not the case. I haven't eaten in days. I'm highly stressed. I'm down to Skeletor and I take a picture and everyone thinks I look great. So you, Mm. it's important for me to talk about this and say Mm -hmm. this is, you know, I try and be relatively healthy, but it's not always the case. And I think people need to understand that you've got to work. You've got to know your family, your genetics, your body type and what you're working with. Every single person is so specific and yeah. different in how their bodies react. Some diets work for some others. And I'm not a huge diet person either. That's another thing. No, you know, I don't. I, I love food. I enjoy pasta. And, and I mean, risotto is my favorite. I, see, as a kid, all I remember you eating was ranch sauce. I remember that you oh my hid God. it in the fridge and you wouldn't let oh anyone else have it. And Mars bars or chocolate bars. So you'd go to your cheerleading training and you'd just take <laughs> Mars bars or Snickers or something with you. Skater, nothing's changed. Guys, nothing's changed. Before, Kate, you were saying, oh, I don't have a bad, I've got a bad memory. I couldn't remember lines, but you just remember everything about Nikki's upbringing. It's all about food. That's why I'm in the food industry. I can I can remember the first meal we had at Chateau Mamont. We went there. Um, we visited on my honeymoon and you let us stay at your house. That was so sweet. Oh Oh, and we went to a yes. Halloween party and we had the most amazing time ever. It was what a honeymoon for me and Christian in Hollywood. <laughs> going to yeah, dress we've up been on adventures, I'm not gonna lie. Listen, LA, that's the beauty of LA, especially when you're younger, is you know, you can live up West Hollywood way and which I don't even know <laughs> anymore, but you step out and there's bars and clubs and crazy stuff and celebrities. I mean, it's a whole situation up there, which does wear off. <laughs> But if you got friends in town, like when you guys are over, yeah, there's always there's an, on a Monday night. There's a party. <laughs> yeah, and Mondays every day. That's yeah. right. It was Sunday parties actually. There was pool parties on Sundays, is what I was remembering too. So. That's right. Still yeah. happening. I mean, I mean, obviously not now, but yeah, it's the case. But you do, you know, I'm older now. I just turned 39. I'm in a different phase of my life. So that a lot of that, I still pop into things every now and then. And I love a good red carpet event and a movie mm. premiere and stuff. But I'm on the road a lot now with work. So you know, those parties, I'll save them for when you come back. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, yes, it was only your birthday a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? Does that make you a Taurus? Are you a Taurus? Yeah, are you a Taurus? Wait, what are you? Christian's a Taurus. Christian's a Taurus. Ah, mm. right. Okay, there you go. Yes. Persuasive, <laughs> idealistic, charming, focused, loyal. friendly. Loyal. Oh, oh, loyal. Incredibly loyal. Yeah, that sums you up. There you go. <laughs> So, yeah, no, I, I'm birthday. a Libra. <laughs> Are you? Oh, that's right. I remember that. I knew that. Yes. You're my, my yes, sister's Libra. No. Yeah. Can't can't make a decision to save my life. Everything's up in the air and, um, it, it, you know, no matter which way I go, it's going to hurt someone. So I'm not, I'll just stand here and I'll wait and I'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, but you keep moving forward, girl. I know you do. <laughs> Hey, Nikki, tell us what it's like over there in LA at the moment. You know, we've got um, restrictions lifting up over here in this COVID time in Australia. Mm -hmm. You know, Kate and I are in Victoria and we're allowed to see, you know, 10 people in a home, I think, and you can go and see Mm. 20 people outside. And businesses seem to be opening up uh, more and more. And and we we hear by the end of June that perhaps we'll be able to... um, uh, we'll be, we might be able to go and sit in a restaurant and, and stuff like that again. Um, what's it like over there? Look, it's pretty much the same as what you just said. You know, things are slowly opening up in different counties over here. LA will probably be, LA County is probably going to be one of the last for everything to open up. But restaurant, dining and stuff is not going to be the same experience. There's going to be masks and gloves and tables yeah. separate. And it's that whole social mm. vibe I think is going to take a real minute before that comes back. It's affected the movie business. It's affected everybody yeah. across the board. It's been the equaliser of the earth and um yeah. and you know again being positive penny and skater you're the same as me and jimmy i'm not sure if you're mm. saying like this is the situation what are we going to take out of it you know you've got to sort of go trust me i've not worked i, I we've all got bills to pay none of us yes. are working a lot of people mm. are in really 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 bad shape um but there's a sense of uh, i don't know if it's a, i wouldn't say we needed this but I, there's a sense of we've been put in a really shitty position mm-hmm. and none of us can control it so what we make of it is really the most you know i've been really pushing myself in certain areas in this downtime really working on myself doing a lot of reading things that i sort of mm. really indulging in um self uh, things i can do for myself and a few other people and i adopted a dog for a little minute and got it um uh, mm. uh rescued not rescued but took a dog on for a minute fostered one and then got it adopted out trying to do little things anything yeah. you can it's um it, the vibe here i mean la is so big guys like this is 40 million people in california but it's widely spread so i haven't really known anyone directly that's uh, caught the virus um but you know it's scary it's made us question things it's made people stuck at home um it's made people feel a little bit crazy to be honest with you and i have sort of gone between one house and another house a friend of mine and that's been a blessing just to have the break to go between the house Mm. i've had people i've seen the entire time which has been a lifesaver I don't know, guys. How, how have you been coping mentally with it all? Oh, yeah, I think, you know, it's been a time. I've got three boys, uh, twin oh. one-year-old boys and a five-year-old, so it's crazy at our house anyway. But um, it's been a nice time to, and I think, Kate, we've talked about this before, to sort of look mm. inwards at your family and, and reflect on, you know, what, what, what you really need. Uh, we, we lead yeah. such busy lives and you do all these extra activities and all these different things. And I think for us, we've, we've gone on a walk every morning as a family we've and we'll continue that it's been so nice um and we've even you know we've done a, a period of homeschool for for our son lenny and you know we can continue some of these things i think going forward i even did the i was doing this shoot yesterday for a for a banking sort of thing i was talking about um sort of financial uh stuff <laughs> you know and how you've coped through this time you know with a financial sort of twist to it 
And even that, mm-hmm. you know, like I lost a bunch of work too and I thought, you know, what really matters here? You know, you have to shift mm-hmm. and, and make new, make things out of nothing or, or try mm-hmm. something different and, and we'll, I'll carry, 100% carry some things forward in the future and I, I think that's not a not such a bad yeah and that's i reckon what i've come out of it too is the time that i've had with my two little girls that are now five and seven over this last eight weeks i would give anything in the world to do that again as hard as it was to work full time both husband and i both working full time and to try and homeschool and manage the kids without any help and we're used to having help and we had nothing and it was just the most beautiful time with the two little girls and Um, something that I've never had before. I've always worked and always worked ridiculous hours and I'm I'm still doing that, but I got the time with them that I hadn't had. So I I would never give that up. And I think um, moving forward, taking, you know, taking that with me that I want to do more with them and just be there and put the girls loved it they loved homeschooling they loved that we were home seven days of the week and they wake up now every morning and they're like mama we at home today and you know and they just they want to be with us they don't want to leave so or they don't want us to leave so hmm. well the bonding i think is incredibly important especially with families has been a you know i know it's been a challenging for a lot of relationships but i think for kids it's I know it's incredibly difficult for parents to do the homeschooling, especially when they're working, but we're kids. Remember being kids, like, and being all mm. home with your brothers and sisters yeah. and your mum and dad? And Look, life's going to go back eventually, but, yeah, you're stuck at home. Why not? This is your family. Make the most of it. Young kids are loving it. Like, a lot of them yeah. are loving it. You yeah. know, there's nothing better than bonding with your parents, especially dads that are out as the, or women that are out yes. all the time. Yeah. Now they're sort of sitting in the eyeline of their kids all day long. There's an incredible connection made. I think also a and and an even bigger scale is you know reflecting on this time it's it's we all have a sense of certainty whether it be our relationship our job our what's coming tomorrow for the most part most humans have a schedule and this has screwed up everyone's Mm -hmm. schedule in every Mm -hmm. angle and it's there's a lot of fear in that the unknown not knowing what's tomorrow brings not knowing but i think there's also that's life that's how we should always live Mm -hmm. knowing Tomorrow may not come. And I think that's a realisation that whole planets need to understand that we're just humans on this weird planet, sort of yeah. not to get too deep. But do you know what I mean? Like we, everything You've before- always had that spiritual health, actually. You've always nailed that. I remember the first book you told me to read, you may have given it to me, actually, was an Eckhart Tolle book. I think it was The Power oh, of Now or it was Rhonda Book. It was that one. There you go. Yes. And I just, that was the first sort of spiritual well-being book and the secret the Rhonda Byrne one and you know those those sorts of things that if you've never opened a book like that you don't even know that there's a well-being outside of your physical well-being and um, right so when this happened and we went into lockdown I did not I, I was scared about the virus because it was so unknown but lifestyle and patterns and uh, and having that routine ripped away from me didn't bother me. I was very calm throughout the process, the calm of staying home, being alone, being in silence. All of these things I've practiced for years, there's no fear in me about any of that stuff, where the world's going, what's going to happen. Um, the economy is deathly frightening because of what it does to families and people and money and companies. But I just mean as a spiritual process for all of us, I think having done that work for years, Kate, and reading those books and being way mm. more evolved now than I even was back then, brought a sense of calm in this time. And I think hopefully people took this time 
to maybe pick up a few of those books. There's something to it. There really is, you know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on here. And I'm sure all of our listeners have taken so many things out of this. You're so real and just that is your your most incredible quality that's always been with you. So thank you. Jimmy, there are rapid fire questions. Do you want oh, to yes. fire them off? Favorite sure. food, Nikki? Hey, risotto. Risotto, yum. Mm. What about a drink? It can be alcoholic, non-alcoholic, just favourite liquid. <laughs> oh, um, I love like, uh, 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 what is it? Um, like, you know when you get like mango juice, like really thick juice. Mm. Like that oh, nectars. Nectar. Yeah, nectars. Yes, yeah. Nectar. Actually, this is something about Nikki that most people wouldn't know. She never really drank alcohol. And I just, <laughs> how much fun you would have when you went out that you never drank. And people would think you're drunk. You know, you're dancing up on the bar or doing whatever Nikki does and you haven't had a sip of alcohol. You would just, do you want to drink? Yeah, just a lemonade. And you just drink lemonade. And oh, I yes. Like, oh, right on way, yeah. <laughs> Big party at Nikki's house, yeah. lemonade. I know, true. Yeah, still the case. That's great. I love that. And that rock vodka ad that you did, that viral ad with the lonely. Oh, oh God, so I forgot about I that. that. Yes, there you go. <laughs> So silly. Um, what about what have you been binging on watching? Uh, love Peaky Blinders. Mm-hmm. Love um, the mm. morning show, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm still about to finish The Outsider. Love all three of them. Ooh, love that! Mm-hmm. Wow, recommendations galore there. <laughs> yeah. What about um? What are you What are you reading? Uh, reading right now. I am reading a book called The Queen's Code by mm-hmm. Alison Armstrong and ladies. I cannot recommend a more powerful, delicious, amazing book for women and relationships. Get into it. Ooh. It's a solid skater. It's a winner. The Love Queen's it. Code. Right. Yeah. You written that down? Great. Yeah. What kind of music? Right. Alison Armstrong. Yep. Alison Armstrong. Okay. What kind of music does Nikki Whelan listen to? I listen to absolutely everything except for country and Western mm-hmm. and um yeah, that's probably the only country music's the only thing. Do you know what I've been cranking and it's playing downstairs is Pearl Jam. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, I had no. Triple M on all this week because <laughs> I discovered their digital stations yep. and they've got classic rock, soft rock mm. and heavy metal. And I'm going between a little bit of heavy metal, um, like your Nirvanas, Metallicas, um, even, God, I had some Sethel Pura. How do you say it? Yes, Gator. Sepultura. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that killing in the name of. Oh, Rage Against the Machine. Oh my God. That one, yep. I'm I was having you. a ball discovering all those good old ones because we used to hang out a lot with the Musos. And, yeah, um, we did. <laughs> it's another podcast session, though. Yes. Oh, well, right. thank we'll you very much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, guys, thank you. It's so good to talk to you. Skater, you've got incredible energy. You're one of my girls for 25 years and continue to be. And, Jimmy, it's been a pleasure getting to know you on this conversation. Likewise. Thank you so much. Take care over there in LA and thanks again for joining us. You got thank it, guys. You. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Eat Yourself Better podcast is brought to you by Be Fit Food, where food is the first medicine.